is Tim Rosenthal, who joins us each week from Bruins Daily. Normally, he joins us on Wednesdays, but today he joins us on Thursday because, you know, dentist, you know, you got to get to the dentist. When you got to get there, you got to get there. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? Good morning, and I'll tell you what, the Novocaine's still um, kicking in nicely, so I didn't even feel a thing there. That's the best part of it, I guess. Didn't feel anything on there, huh? No, that's good. That's nice news. That's always good news. Except I'm having troubles just um, drinking uh, water right now and stuff, but that's beside the point. That's like, it's almost like the dribble glass, you know what I mean? You know? Yeah, for sure. That's a, that makes a lot of sense. So um, let's let's talk a little bit about um, last night's game. Uh, this is not going to quiet any of the Tuka Rask uh, people. No, it's not. And you look at the second and third goals he left in that first period. That really put the team behind the eight ball there. They, um, he, he did make some good saves along the way, no doubt. And um, so supporters have something uh, to at least um, – uh, hang their hats on a little bit, but uh, overall, it wasn't the best performance. I mean, he had a worse performance in Washington, but um, he made some interesting saves on one on Johnny Goudreau on a breakaway, the other he robbed a two-on-one, but for all those uh, good saves, there was that whiff on the uh, third goal there that deflected off his glove, and then the uh, rebound that led to Johnny Goudreau's 100th of the season, he has to cover that puck. Now, the good thing is, and a lot of people were calling for Halak's, uh, for Halak to come in last night. Uh, he did um, give Halak a little bit of rest because he is starting tonight, and he bounced back, I think, uh, pretty well in the second and third periods. But uh, they are going to need better from him in, uh, going forward. Talking with uh, Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily, online at BruinsDaily.com. You can check out what we learned there last night. Power play was not great last night. <laughs> no, great. it wasn't. Just a mere two shots on goal. And they, uh, the third period, to begin the third period, they have five on three for 58 seconds, not a single shot on goal. And that's not going to win you many games in the NHL if your power play only gives you two shots on goal. Now, sometimes your five-on-five play or your uh, penalty kill can back that up, and I thought they did a decent job on the PK, but five-on-five was not their best night for sure. What the heck happens on a five-on-three that you can't get a shot off? Like, that is, that's, I mean, you go from 40% on your your power play success to 31 after last night's game. I know we're in a short season right now, so, you know, there's going to be some big swings, but I'll tell you what, that's five-on-three for less than a minute, and you don't get a single shot on goal? Well, the one thing Calgary was doing last night, um, their goaltender, Mike Smith, he's aggressive uh, playing the puck and puck handling, and that's a, uh, that didn't give the Bruins much of a chance to uh, forecheck in the uh, offensive ends, and that's where they uh, that's where they thrived on uh, offensively during this four-game run there. And um, defensively, they're able to set up uh, easily in the um, in, uh, the. Flames penalty kill was able to set up pretty easily and didn't give the Bruins much of a chance, many good looks at all. And now some good looks they had, and they fired shots wide and whatnot. I don't know what the final total shots on goal for those uh, advanced stack geeks out there. I'm sure they have it there. But, um, yeah, the, uh, overall, the Bruins power play did not look good last night. We are currently talking with Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily, BruinsDaily.com. 
offside challenges last night was uh was something what was the uh what was the deal with that so david pasternak they had a goal to we cut the um Wayne fleet to two three one late in the um first period there and then uh but before you know it uh here we go an offside review about 15 or 20 seconds prior to the goal uh bergeron uh just jumped a little bit ahead of um John Moore as they were gaining entry into the attacking end, and um, it was clear that he was offside, but this is where I have a problem with that. I'm sure a lot of people do, too. This play happened 15, 20 seconds before uh, Pasternak uh, tallied the goal, so it didn't have a direct result of the, uh, of the play itself. And uh, as you probably read in my article there, uh, we have... Um, judgment calls base uh, if every judgment call was subject to review then we would be in for long nights and i think um you know, the red sox astros game in particular from last night balls and strikes were subject to review my god we'd still be playing i think no i i think so i i i 100 we could still be playing in that situation maybe maybe we should let joe west take over offsides calls oh god <laughs> Uh, Angel maybe Hernandez. From, maybe he could actually review it from New York. That's what I'm thinking. Would That's you what rather I'm thinking. him or Angel Hernandez? Maybe move the security guy out of the way so you can utilize the camera, right? You I could do that so. too. You know, that's yeah. not a bad call. No. So that's not that's not that's not the worst thing in the world right now. I guess that's okay. Um, so their road trip continues. They're in Edmonton tonight, correct? Yes, they are. Um, so kind of a quick turnaround with them. Uh, Halak will obviously be being goal. Um, if one of these guys gets hot, like, is there a concern? Like, you know, sometimes the most popular guy in town is the backup quarterback or the backup goalie. Um, if Halak gets hot and let's say Rask comes in there and has another, has another game kind of like last night where things just don't go well, whether it's his fault or not, um, is, is it, is there a, a, the potential for, for a controversy to really start spiking? Uh, as as we move along in the season? Absolutely. I think uh, one of the reasons they brought in Hawak is his previous experience as a starter. Now, I don't know if they envision him to be this to be a 1A, 1D situation, but um, he's giving you 45, 50, given his uh, previous team's 45 or 50 starts a year, and if needed, he can certainly uh, spell rest and uh, cut down the number of his starts. And I think, if anything, that can only benefit him, Tuca, in the long run because they're going to need him during the playoffs, whether Hawak starts or whether Tuca gets to start in the playoffs. Now we're talking about six, seven, eight months from now. So, But uh, looking at it right now, I think the rotation is the best thing going in the um, early part of the season. And I don't think Cassidy is going, Bruce Cassidy is going to deviate from that norm right now. Talk with Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily and BruinsDaily.com. Uh, Donato got scratched, and he had some pretty uh, pretty fun comments about that. How's he responded since, and uh, do you think that was the right move? Uh, so uh, the uh, first game, he, I thought he responded all right. Didn't factor much into the score sheet. I think he might have had an assist or two, but he was engaged. He was... Um, uh, he was uh, being physical, uh, he was, and he was uh, creating a couple chances, and he had a couple that uh, line with the uh, Bacchus and, and um, Anders Bjork can really be um, an intriguing line for the early part of the season. Now, um, he, if, if he plays well, he could 
earn his way back up to the second line with uh, Dabrowski and Krejci, and that's where I think they'll need him the most if he can really perform. But um, and unfortunately, last night he had a bit of a uh, setback, I think, and he wasn't even on um, the uh, second power play unit um, after a mistake there. Uh, I'm trying to recall when that happened, but... Um, yeah, uh, so it's been an up-and-down run, and Wednesday proved that. Uh, but uh, Saturday also proved that he has some pretty good potential, even with plays away from the puck as well. Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily, BruinsDaily.com. Is it good to get this? I feel like it's really good to get this trip out of the way early. I feel like this trip would be a terrible one to take around January, February. Like, this would be the best time to tour Western Canada. Absolutely, I think. And this was on my bucket list, but unfortunately I couldn't get there this year. I, I really want to visit the Hart House, as you well, all know. Oh, yeah. So, I didn't realize yeah. that was even a place you could go visit. You know yeah. what I mean? No kidding. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know if this ghost of Stu Hart would uh, stretch me out there in the dungeon. But, <laughs> yeah. So maybe it would have given me some nightmares, but at the same time, uh, yeah, definitely October and maybe even a little bit of November is a great time to go to Western Canada. And um, they do have another West Coast trip uh, coming up in February, but at least then the weather will be much, much warmer than um, it will be in Boston, at least projectively anyway. Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily and BruinsDaily.com. Read what we learned at BruinsDaily.com right now, and we'll tell you what we learned about the Boston Bruins after their four-game winning streak came to an end last night at the hands of the Calgary Flames. It was a highly convincing win from the Flames, if it you was. know what I mean. Yes, highly convincing. They definitely trounced them. I mean, when they cover the two-and-a-half-point goal spread, I mean, that's a pretty good night for somebody. Uh, they'll be on the road tonight. If folks, I know people are going to be watching the Red Sox game, but if people are up, make sure you get over to watch the Bruins-Edmonton game because this might be one of the only chances you get to see Connor McDavid play this year. Please. Like, I, that's a public service to everybody. I, I, am, I, am I wrong on that, Tim? I feel no, like everybody should make not. that. That's appointment watching. Absolutely not. And the well, one thing the Bruins did well in their game against Edmonton last week is, yeah, McDavid got his chances and he scored his goal. But at the same time, they uh, kept him at bay a little bit and they contained him well enough. Uh, but I do feel for McDavid because you look at that Edmonton team right now and what kind of supporting cast does he have? None. And, and it's amazing yeah. because as high in the draft as they are, like each year, like how can you not get a supporting cast? I, I, I can imagine it's not easy to get some free agents to go slide sidling into Edmonton, but you know at some point you've got to be able to get your own homegrown talent in there and, and do some things. And they've had they've had multiple opportunities to to build the team around him. I mean, I know there's a lot of teams out there that wish they had a guy like Connor. I mean, is he even going to be long for Edmonton? Like I don't know how long he signed for, but like I. Yeah, he did sign a ten-year deal last oh. offseason, I believe. So he's uh, he'll so be there for a while, at least from a contract standpoint. Right. So I mean, unless they decide to trade him, and I'm sure that's not going to be the easiest thing in the world with a ten-year deal and you know average annual value stuff like that. Trades are hard uh, in the in the National Hockey League sometimes. So as you as see, as long as Peter Shirelli's still there, though, there's always that chance. I mean, we saw it with Sagan, 
Look what he did to Taylor Hall, too. Hey, all the Taylor Hall deal, uh, the Tyler Sagan deal. Um, you know, we, we've seen that one. And I remember Tyler Sagan got traded for basically a, a bag of pucks and an old stick. So, yeah. I mean, really, and that's pretty much what's left from, from him here. So, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty interesting, that's a pretty interesting thought when you think about it. Tim Rosenthal, Bruins Daily, BruinsDaily.com. He joins us each and every week to talk about the Boston Bruins. Tim, thank you very much. And we will talk to you again real soon. All right. Thanks again for having me. Thank you very much. Talk to you again, man. Thank you. Tim Rosenthal, Bruins Daily, BruinsDaily.com, here on the B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network on the new 105.5 Sports, AM 1240, Lewiston, Auburn, and AM 780 in Rumpel.